Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Monica K. Harris of My Scars Ministry, and it is an honor to be with you once again on this Tuesday night for the My Scars Bible Study. Now, this is going to be part two to what we studied on the last Bible study, which was on angels. We were talking about angels, and so we're going to complete that study on tonight. For those of you that are new, that are calling in for the first time, again, my name is Pastor Monica K. Harris of the My Scars Ministry. If you need to reach out to me, our Facebook page is My Scars Ministry. There's also a Facebook group. It's My Scars Facebook. Um, it's My Scars Ministry group. The group and the page are two separate entities. Make sure you go over to the page, like the page, share it with some friends, share it with some family, even share it with some enemies. There is encouragement, encouragement on there for everyone, daily verses, um, daily encouragement again. There are playback uh, links for all of the archived Bible studies. Also, the website is www dot myscarsministry.com again that's www.myscarsministry.com you can also reach me on linkedin under monica k a y e harris that's monica k harris and you can follow us on twitter at myscarsministry and i'm excited to announce that we now have podcasts available on itunes so on iTunes, you will find us located under Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. Again, Scars Talk with Pastor Monica is on iTunes, and it's the iTunes podcast. The Bible studies will be available on there, as well as the new talk show that comes on for now once a month, and it's called Scars Talk with Pastor Monica. Our very first episode featured exceptional men, recognizing some exceptional men in and around the community. Names were submitted by friends, family members, churchgoers of some men who have done some exceptional things in their homes, in their communities, in the churches. I also had two awesome guests on, Brother Sean James and Brother Aaron Williams. They came on with their awesome testimonies and to share with us what they are doing in their communities that will deem them as exceptional, and those two were chosen personally by me. This upcoming episode, which will air on July 18th, is going to be geared towards domestic violence, and we will have a guest speaker on that night as well. It will be Sister Rhonda A. Thompson. She is a domestic violence overcomer, not just a survivor, but an overcomer, and she is an advocate here in Georgia for domestic violence victims. So make sure you tune in for Scars Talk with Pastor Monica on July 18th on iTunes. We also have the iTunes podcast available for the Bible studies and also for the Scars Talk with Pastor Monica segments that are airing monthly right now. So go ahead over to iTunes, download that to your you can download that to your smartphone, to your desktop if you're still using your desktop or laptop, and then you can hit the subscribe button and each time a new podcast has been downloaded, you will be alerted to it and you will have that right there for you, okay? 
Well, God bless you. I also ask that if there's anyone online with any background noises, that you go ahead and mute your telephones at this time. At the end of the Bible study, you can unmute your telephones. It will be open at that time for questions, comments, etc. There are a couple people that I need to add to the prayer list. Um, there was a, a group of, of, of missionaries uh, or children, basically, going on a missions trip, and their, um, their bus crashed here in Georgia a couple weeks ago, and um, many of them were hurt and a few of them were killed. And so we just want to keep them uplifted in prayer. I just got uh, 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 an alert uh, from a friend in Ohio whose daughter uh, is in the military, and a plane has crashed, and I think they were flying to or from all of these uh, military personnel were from Camp Lejeune, and she hasn't heard from her daughter. So we want to keep uh, Mahogany Hout and the Sylvester family lifted in prayer during this time, praying that God is intervening even now and that she will hear from her daughter and that her daughter is okay. Meanwhile, we want to pray for all of the victims and the family members um, who have lost children during that plane crash. We also want to keep um, everyone in the, in the church uplifted in prayer as the spirit of depression and suicide seems to be running rampant during this, during this time. So we want to keep everybody covered, keep everybody prayed up, stay on the wall, continue to pray without ceasing. Truly, uh, we need to be on the lookout for one another. It's just like being in a service, you know, and you're in the military. When one sleeps, the other one watches out for them. And so that's what we need to be doing. We need to be watching out for each other. We need to be assigned times on these prayer watches where when one is asleep, the other ones are praying. Truly, it's time out for playing church because the devil is truly praying during his last days here on this earth. So we want to continue to keep everyone uplifted. And for all of those who have lost loved ones and that are going through the bereavements of uh, losing spouses and parents and children during this time, there was another family in um, upper, upper Georgia, uh, I think close to Tacoa, that lost several uh, teenagers in a car accident, and one is still hanging on for dear life. We want to continue to keep that family in prayer as well as the parents who have lost their children in that car accident as well. So I hope that you all take these prayer requests down and that you will continue to pray over these families, over these victims, over each and every one, even while we are not on this line. Continue to pray for everyone, one another, daily, 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 not once a week, not twice a week, but daily we need to cover our brothers and sisters in prayer. Amen. So with that being said, um, I will tell you that, that most of the, the study comes from Revelations in 12, and so we're going to touch uh, 
bits and pieces and revelations tonight, but I really would like for you to do your homework and sit down and read Revelations 12 in accordance to what we will be talking about tonight. So without further ado, I will go ahead and we will get started with our praise and our worship, and then of course we will go into prayer. If anyone is online and you have any prayer requests before I get started, you can go ahead and submit those right now. Amen, amen. Okay, if no one has any prayer requests that they want to add right now, we're going to go ahead with our worship, and then we will go immediately into prayer and then into the actual Bible study.
Amen, amen, amen. And again, if you need to reach out to me, it's www.myscarsministry.com.
Father God, we, we just thank you as we come humbly before your throne tonight, Father God. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your grace, for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence once again, Father God. Father, we just love you, Father. We could have been dead and gone, Father God. We didn't have to be here, Father God, but your grace and your mercy have allowed us to be here, Father God, and let us continue to be a blessing to someone else, someone else, Father God, that may be going through, Father God, someone that's afraid to verbalize what they may be feeling, what they may be going through, Father God. But let us continue to be a light that shines even in the midst of their darkness, Father God. Father God, forgive us for each and every sin that we have committed, Father, those that are known and those that are unknown, for each and every evil deed or thought that we've had or thought about doing, Father God. We ask that you forgive us, Father God. And teach us, Father God, to forgive those that have wronged us, even those who have wronged us today, Father God, teach us to walk and live in forgiveness, Father God. Father, we just glorify your name. We praise you, Father God. We thank you for protection, Father God, from seen and unseen. We thank you, Father God, for provision, for you have promised us that you would supply all of our needs. And sometimes, Father God, we get confused with wants and needs, but you, Father God, have promised that you would supply all of our needs. And we stand on that promise, Father God. It may, not, it may not be what we desire or what we would like or what we want, Father God. But you never promised us that. And your promises are yea and amen. And so, Father God, we stand on your promises tonight, and we ask that you forgive us and you help us to get out of selfish desires and this carnal thinking, thinking of it's always about us. It's always about what we want, what we like, how we want it, where we want it, Father God. Let us learn total submission, Father God. Let us be thankful in whatever we may have, Father God. For you have said that we have been faithful over a few things. And when we're faithful over those few things, Father God, that you would make us ruler over many. Teach us to be thankful in every situation, Father God, with whatever is going on, because it could always be worse. So, Father, today we just praise your holy name, and we just give you honor, Father God. And we thank you for being better to us than we could ever be to ourselves, Father God. 
for each and every name that was lifted up before the broadcast, Father God. We ask that you meet each and every need of those names that were submitted, Father God. Where there has been death, Father God, we pray that you will go in and that you will comfort the bereaved. Give them a comfort and a peace like no other, Father God. And where there is heartache and heartbreak and loneliness, Father God, we ask that you fill that void. Fill that void with your love, Father God, an irreplaceable love, one that can't be broken, one that can't be stripped away, one that is unconditional, Father God. Father God, we pray for those families that are seeking to hear news from their children after the plane crash, Father God, that they have survived and they can pick that phone up and that they will call their parents and let them know that they are okay, Father God. Ease the mind of the parents while they're waiting, Father God. Father God, let them go in, hallelujah, and pray and seek your face, Father God, and have faith and believe in you and your word. We pray for each and every first lady that has lost her husband lately. Powerful men of God in leadership positions have been dying at early ages, Father God. And so we just ask that you go in and you comfort those widows. You comfort those children who now are um, without a father, Father God. Comfort that congregation that is now without a pastor, Father God. Comfort that widow as she sleeps alone for the first time in many, many years. Give her peace, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding during this time, Father God. Give her keen discernment, Father God, during these times, because people are going to come from all angles, Father God. But let her see the wolf coming a mile away, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you continue to cover Mother Gail, Father God. Continue to strengthen her and her body, Father God. Taking away those aches and pains as she continues to run and do your will, Father God. That you will ease her mind and whatever is going on in her mind, Father God, that you will give her peace even now. Continue to pray for all the leaders, Father God, who need encouragement and they don't have anywhere to go. Who does the leader turn to when things are bowing down on them, when they're feeling depressed and they have to carry the load and the burdens of the congregation and all of their spiritual sons and daughters, all of their laymen and all of the other leaders? Who do they turn to, Father God? My prayer is that you will send them someone, someone that they can confide in, someone that they can trust, someone who is trustworthy and loyal, someone that is not afraid to fast, someone that is not afraid to pray, someone that is not afraid to stand in the gap, Father God, because truly the encourager needs to be encouraged as well. Truly, Father God, they need people that are praying for them. Everyone's always going to them, pray, pray, pray for me. Pray, pray, pray. This has happened. That has happened. Not thinking of their leader, Father God. Teach us all to learn to pray 
for ourselves and more so for one another than for ourselves because we truly receive our blessing and our healing, Father God, when we can pray for our brothers and sisters. So, Father God, as the word goes forth tonight, I pray that it falls on a receptive heart, Father God, and listening ears, Father. I pray that I am totally taken out of the equation and that your word will flow freely from my mouth, Father God. For each and every one that's on the line or that will call in, Father God, with unspoken prayer requests, Father God, search their hearts, Father God, and according to their faith and your will, let it be so. And we ask all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Again, thank you for calling in tonight. This is Pastor Monica of My Scars Ministry, and truly it is an honor to be with you again. And so the last Bible study, we started talking about angels. And in that first Bible study, I didn't want to talk a whole lot about fallen angels. I wanted to um, speak more about the heavenly angels, about myths and what they are and what they aren't, and how people perceive angels and what they really are and what they really are like. And so if you missed that Bible study, shame on you. But I do have good news. You can always go back and you can listen to it again. We now have podcasts available on iTunes. You um, can subscribe to that, and it's Scars Talk with Pastor Monica, and you can listen to any of the previous Bible studies as well as they are still on the the ministry website as well. But um, that was part one of the study on angels. And so tonight we're going to go a little deeper into the study on angels. And most people don't even think of Satan as being real, number one. But Satan is very real. He's as real as God. He isn't something that somebody has conjured up or dreamed up just to explain the existence of evil that is happening in the world today. No, he's real. And the Bible makes it clear that he is powerful and evil. He's a spiritual being who is absolutely opposed to God and God's goodness. Now, the Bible doesn't really give us a detailed account of his origin, but it does indicate that he was originally one of God's angels. And might I add, he was one of the most beautiful, and I don't want to say one of the most, he was the most beautiful angel ever created. He was the master of music. Satan had access to God at any time he wanted. He was his right-hand man. Can you imagine? And so he also had free will, as do all of the angels. But apparently, like so many of us here on earth. Apparently, he became so filled with jealousy and pride and envy that he decided that he would gather up his own little clique, 
You know, we have those. We have them in church. We have them in fraternities and sororities. We have them wherever we go. And so he decided he wanted to get his own little clique and that he wanted to rebel against God so that he could take his God place and be the ruler of all creation. And it says in the Bible, it says, you said in your heart, I will make myself like the most high. Imagine he wanted to be God. He wanted that position. He wanted the people to bow down to him. But something went terribly wrong and his rebellion failed. And when that happened, he was cast out of heaven not only was he cast out but a third of the angels were cast out as well they were separated from God and heaven's glory forever in other words God was letting them know it's not enough room up here for you and me and I am the creator I am the master and so you got to go and take your posse with you now even though they were kicked out of heaven don't be deceived because he is our enemy and he will do everything he can do to keep us from God We always talk about the war on terrorism. We talk about the wars that are going on right now in um, North Korea, you know, even maybe with Russia, even Jihad. But never in history has there been such a time of the wars that we're hearing about on Earth. And they're widely publicized now. Maybe it's because we have all these social media outlets and we have all this communication. But as soon as something happens, we receive the news right then and there. And I'm convinced that these are the wars and rumors of wars that were talked about in the Bible. And so people's hearts are beginning to fail because they're fearing the wars that we're seeing that we're seeing right now here on earth are causing a terror amongst everyone but guess what not only are there wars on earth but there's a greater war going on a war that we can't even see with our naked eyes there's a spiritual war going on the war above all wars and that war is between God and the devil revelations tells us that Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought his angels the dragon represents Satan and all the fallen angels he deceived while in heaven, Lucifer rallied these cliques. <laughs> he, he rallied these cliques up to rise against God. He wanted to overtake God's authority 
and he wanted to take over his throne. But the devil lost that battle. He did not prevail. And like I told you er earlier, God said, look, there's no place for you here, not in my presence. And so he and a third of the angels were plunged into the world. The Bible says that they were plunged into darkness. It was void and without form. The devil and his angels were on this earth before man was even created. Now, I can hear this conversation right now. Man, you told us that we were going to be in leadership. You told us that we were going to be rulers. You told us that we were going to be God. Now, we're kicked out. We're down here. We don't have anything. Because remember, they weren't evil when they were in heaven. They, didn't they turned evil because, remember, angels have their own free will. And so then when God created humans, Satan decided, okay, well, we got somebody to play with now, so let's go ahead and deceive them. Because mind you, of the third of the angels that are down here with him are already deceived because that's why they're here. That's why they're still not in heaven. They've already been deceived. So now they're under his control. And so now he figures since mankind has been created, well, I'm going to deceive them too. So if I couldn't be God, at least now I can get revenge on him by destroying his very creation. And so he started this war in the Garden of Eden against the very first man and woman, and we know them as Adam and Eve. And so he tempted Eve first. And after Eve was deceived, then he went for Adam. And when he caused their fall, he thought, I've got a great victory. Paradise was now closed off to man. No more paradise. Satan and his entourage gloated over that victory. I can see them having a party right now. And the battle they waged at that time was a declaration of war against God and all of his creation. So there is still a war going on in heaven. But Satan doesn't fight the war from heaven, nor does he fight it from hell? Many people thought that when he was cast out that he was gone straight to hell. Mm -mm. He's right here on earth. He sits beside you in church. They sometimes preach from the pulpit. They sing in the choir. They're your bosses at work. They're your neighbors. Some of them are your family. Some of you are even sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, he's here. He fell into a formless void out of which God had created, which is called the earth. And once God created man to inhabit the earth, then Satan set up his power right there. 
And so scripture makes all of this very clear. Neither was there a place found any more in heaven. The dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Even before the foundation of this world, God had devised a war plan to defeat the devil. God created man in his own image. And he allowed, and I say allow because he doesn't let anything happen unless he allows it to happen. He allowed man to have free will. You and I have free will. If somebody comes to us to tempt us, we can say yes or we can say no. We have that free will. God did not make robots. He did not make us robots to serve him. He gave us a choice. We can either serve him or we can serve the devil. We have free will. And because we have free will, we're going to be tested and we're going to be tried. And we will be placed in the very middle of the battleground where Satan has power to destroy us. Man failed the first test, the first test, and that test was in the Garden of Eden. And from that point on, the devil has continued to deceive man. Even during Noah's time, Satan succeeded in deceiving the whole world. Now listen to this. Break this down. Out of the entire earth's population at that time, during Noah's time, only Eight souls were saved. Eight. And so this great deception went on for, for centuries. Satan deceived entire nations. He held power over Egypt, over Sodom and Gomorrah. And for a season, he even held power over God's chosen people, Israel. And it's discouraging to read Israel's history in this war between God and Satan. From the very moment that God placed his hand on Israel, the devil recognized it. Once you have accepted God into your life, that's when your battle begins. The devil knows it. And so he and his little imps and minions and whatever else you want to call those little things, they come for you. They come for you. I often say the moment you say yes, there's a death sentence handed out for you. The bouncy hunters are after you. They want you because you have now accepted God. And God is the nemesis of Satan. So let's go back there to, to, to Israel, and, and God performed all these supernatural works for his people. He delivered them with miracles. He gave them true revelations of his, his love. He did all sorts of things. Yet for 40 years after the exodus, Satan caused them to become rebellious. They fell into idolatry 
and sensuality. He brought into their midst prostitutes and homosexuals, demon-possessed prophets. And finally, when it came time for them to enter, here he was deceiving them yet once again. So we can see through history that the devil has, has been at work, and he's still at work. And there's a war raging. And so the Bible teaches us that fallen angels are, they're invincible, supernatural, angelic spirits created by God, employed by Satan. Fallen angels are devils, demons. They're evil. They're unclean spirits. We call them imps. We call them minions. Their lust for power is matched with a very evil mind. And realize their, their, their goal, their conquest is power, power over your mind. Once they get control over your mind, they have you. They have emotions, and again, they have free will. Right now, they're in their restrained state. And they're awaiting God's final judgment and their ultimate destination. God's predestined place for them is eternally in hell. But while they're waiting, their job is to deceive as many as they can and take them with them. This is not a game. This is real. The Bible doesn't give you an exact number of angels, but I'm sure that the number of angels outnumber all of the people here on this great earth. Remember, the fallen angels were one-third and Satan keeps them in bondage to do his will, corrupting humans to separate them from God. Now, don't get me wrong. The angels have power, but they don't have more power than God. God controls the universe, including Satan. However, he permits Satan to assign demons to certain activities and people to test. Look at Job, for instance. So demons tempt, they accuse, they deceive. They dominate and they captivate people who practice sin. Demons can inflict disease, ruining bodies, and entire souls. Demons can possess a person who is not under God's protection. In other words, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then the demon can possess you. And when that demon possesses you, it causes you to say and commit evil things. And remember, the ultimate goal of demons is to separate as many people from God as possible forever by taking them to hell 
right along with them. Their war strategy is influencing the mind to reject God and to live in sin. And so in churches, they attempt to draw people away from the truth. In churches, they create confusion. You see, they cannot possess a true Christian because the Holy Spirit lives inside and protects them. Although demons can oppress people and corrupt them to sin, but they cannot make people choose wrong. Remember, we all have free will. So you'll have to ask yourselves the question, am I saved? Have I accepted Jesus Christ in my life? Am I deciding to follow him? Am I already a follower of Jesus? Or I still got questions. Tonight, you need to ask yourself one of those three questions. If you haven't accepted Jesus, today will be a good day to do it because tomorrow is not promised. And without God, remember, you can become demon-possessed. And I truly believe that there are a lot of demon-possessed people in the church disguised as Christians. Amen. Amen. So many people reject the reality of angels. You know, if you can believe that God has angels, why can't you believe that Satan has angels? And again, I just explained to you that when he was cast out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him, and they are here roaming this earth. And it gets a little in-depth as to um, naming all of these demons. <laughs> so you, you really need to do some research. You need to get some, um, some books and read on angels and Satan, fallen angels. But there are different spears, first, second, and third spears, and there are different angels assigned to different territories. There are angels that are assigned to dominions, to powers, to virtues, to thrones, to principalities, and there are all these different names. And so you want to be careful, and you want to be really prayed up when you start talking about these angels, and you want to make sure that you are, you are right because you don't want to summon them and you're not ready for them. And by speaking of them and talking of them, you are basically summoning them. You're calling them. In other words, when we dip and dab in the horoscopes and we dip and dab into fortune-telling, tarot reading, and all these different sorts of things, we're inviting these demons in. We're opening up that portal to invite them in. You know, all of, all of these are fallen angels. They have a job. They're on assignment. And you better believe that they know their assignments and they do them well. 
if one is assigned to alcohol and one is assigned to drugs, then they're on it. And they're doing what they need to do to make sure that this person that they're trying to possess and take over is possessed by the time they're done. Their goal is to win your soul. Their goal is to take you straight to hell with them. They know that they're already going. They know that there's no help for them. There's no turning back. Anytime that, look, you've been cast out of heaven, the key has been thrown away, there is no access from where you are now back here, you're only going one other place, so you can roam around that earth for as long as I've given you. You have a set time. They do not know when that time is up. They do not know that. None of the angels know that. So their goal is to get as many as I can while I can get them. So always remember that. Even the angels that we talked about last week, the heavenly angels, all of these angels, the heavenly angels and Satan's angels, are extremely, extremely intelligent. They, sometimes when I look at science fiction and the shows that they have on TV, and they're talking about aliens and about their high IQs, guess what? Those are aliens. Those are fallen angels. They are spirit beings that are not able to be seen. They can become visible, and they can appear in various forms. But they're not aliens. Mm -mm. And they have powers. They have powers. But they're different from man and from God. They are not deity. They have more power than we will ever have on this earth. However, they're not as high as God. And so we have to recognize them for who they are. An angel means messenger. And when you use that word in a non-angelic form, it means um, that they're not an angel of the Lord. They're a messenger of evil in many times. And so we have to learn that they have free will, They have emotions, and they have intellect. Always remember that. They have the ability to think. They have the ability to reason. They have the ability to learn. They have the ability to observe. That is why I said it could be your professors. It could be your teachers. It could be your boss. It could be the bishop. It could be the pastor. It could be the choir director. And again, sometimes we're sleeping with the enemy. Angels are not human, but they have human qualities, the ability to think, reason, learn, and observe. Highly, highly intelligent. It's possible that you can encounter an angel, and that angel can tell you everything in the Bible verbatim, And you're thinking, wow, this person really knows their stuff. The devil knew the Bible. 
They all know the Bible. Look where they came from. That's not new to them. So always remember, just because somebody can quote some verses in the Bible, give you the exact scriptures, where to go find it, the pages on, etc., it doesn't mean that they're of God. You must continue to pray and ask for discernment during this day and age. Angels are amongst us. The Word tells us that we are to Beware of how we entertain strangers because we could be entertaining angels unaware. Now, for years, I took that verse as, wow, I could be entertaining a real angel and not even know it. I'm thinking of a good angel. But tonight, we're going to think of a twist on that. You could be entertaining Satan's angel and not even know it. Different translations of the Bibles word it differently, but I like the one that says, beware, beware. That means look out, look at what you're talking to, because you might be entertaining one of those fallen angels, and you're not even aware of it. Amen? So angels were involved in the life of Jesus just like they are here. They were fascinated by his life. The very one who created them became a man. They were involved with his birth. They were involved with his temptation. They were involved with the agony in the garden. They were involved with his arrest. They were involved with his resurrection and with his ascension. Fallen angels were very active during the ministry of Jesus Christ. I don't know how many of you remember watching The Passion of Christ. And you would see that demon walking with that little baby and that head that uncovered. It was a demon, the lady walking that was covered. You would see that demon looking. That demon was everywhere Jesus was, you would see that. I don't know how many of you paid attention to that in The Passion of Christ. So if you didn't, go back and watch it. It was a great movie. But go back and watch it and just pay attention. Angels are learning of God's wisdom through the church. The practices of the church are to be carried out with the knowledge that good angels are present and that are witnesses of what they're doing. But in the middle of those good angels, there are also fallen angels. The angels witness our participation in our lives towards Christ. They watch Angels were witnesses of creation. In the words it says, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Morning stars mm, and sons of God are expressions that both refer to angel. A fallen angel 
was involved in the fall of man. Angels were involved in keeping sinful man away from the tree of life. Angels were involved in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Angels were involved in giving of the law in the time of Moses. An angel will be involved in the rapture of the church. Angels will be involved in the judgment of the great tribulation in proclaiming the gospel during the great tribulations. Read Revelations 14. They're going to be involved in the second coming of Christ. Angels possess great power, but they have certain limitations. They are mighty, but they are not almighty. Only God is almighty. Their power comes from God because they were created with the abilities that they have. There are many things that they cannot do. They cannot create things out of nothing. Only God has the power to create. They cannot do anything unless it's permitted by God. When you read through the Bible, you'll see many, many things where angels were present. In Second Peter 2 and 11, they talked about the power of angels that exceeds men. In Matthew 28, 2 and 4, it was an angel that terrified the Roman soldiers that were guarding the tomb of Christ. In Matthew 26, 53, there was an entire band of soldiers who was tried to arrest Jesus. They would have been no match for the angelic forces. Angels can control elements of nature. They can control the weather. They can bring about the death of a person if it's God's will. They're not limited to time nor space. In Acts 12 and 7, an angel had no problem appearing suddenly in a secured locked prison room and passed right out of that iron gate with no problem. Angels can appear suddenly at any place on earth, wherever God wants them to. Space seems to be no problem for angels. They can travel from God's heaven to earth in no time at all. Remember when Gabriel would come down? It took Gabriel about three minutes. That's the time it took for Daniel to utter his prayer in Daniel 9, 20 through 21. It took three minutes to travel from heaven to earth in response to that prayer. There is a first heaven that can be seen that can be seen in the daytime. This is where the birds fly and the clouds go by. This is an atmospheric heaven. There is a second heaven that can be seen at night. The stars, the moon and the planets. This is the stellar universe with all of its billions of of, of stars and suns and galaxies. David referred to this as the second heaven. Then there's a third heaven that cannot be seen except through the eyes of faith. This is heaven where God the Father manifests his presence. This is where the believer shall go when he goes home. This is the home of the angels. And so we have to take into consideration how everything is aligned and how everything is assigned and realize that angels are yet present and they will remain present until our Lord and Savior comes back for us again. He has not left us ignorant. So we, you know, we must learn 
Now, again, these fallen angels, they all have assignments. There are angels that cause people to lust, angels to cause people to, to fornicate or, um, you know, commit adultery, angels that cause them to kill, to steal, to rob, and destroy. Because that's what Satan is. He's the master of deception. And everything that falls under his power, under his will, is out to bring more followers and create for them their final resting place where he knows that he and his third of the angels will remain forever. And so I'm a little pressed for time, so that is going to be it for tonight. Um, going to do some more research and you can do a study on angels for an entire year and you still won't have all the the knowledge that's needed to know what's out there, especially when you start to name them one by one and each of their assignments. So I ask you all to go out there and do some studying, do some research and read about it. It's it's interesting. Don't only just get the bits and pieces that I have given you, but go out there and study for yourself, and I'm sure you'll become intrigued and you'll want to know more and more. But at this time, the Bible study is now closed and the floor is now open. If anyone has any questions or comments, you may do so at this time. Amen, 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 amen. I love the discussions on angels, Um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, every time I read about them, they're humans in the Bible. You know, when they walked up on them, they they didn't have no wings on their back, but they were humans. And, and And I guess one question that I would like to ask and whatnot, you know, pre flood, after flood, when when the fallen angels, the demons and whatever, um, when they were sleeping with the human women um, on the planet Earth and whatnot, and, and created these giants, the Bible says that God had a flood and killed everybody on the planet Earth. But then when we fast forward and whatnot, and, and, and saying he did all that so he would kill the giants that were half angels and half humans. But then when we fast forward to the book of Numbers and we see where Joshua and them, you know, on different ones have said, go out and spy out the land and, um, you know, see can we possess it. And they came back saying that they saw Nephilims, that they saw these, you know, after God went through all that trouble to send the great flood to kill the Nephilims, the half angels and the half humans, here they go showing up again. And whatnot, when he was spying over the land and the Israelites were scared to take the land because they saw all them giants from Anak. And, and, and I guess my question tonight and whatnot would be, um, so does that mean that these fallen angels, because, you know, when I read Jude 1 and 6, it says that those angels who did that got locked away until the judgment time in 1 6. But did he lock them up after they made these giants? Again, and maybe that was that the punishment, you know, I'm, I'm thinking because these fallen angels were doing like the Russians, <laughs> you know, how they inter- interrupted our, uh, our elections by, um, um, you know, saying stuff about Hillary or whatnot and giving it to Donald Trump. 
Well, it seems like these angels are, are constantly interrupting our existence on this planet Earth by, by you know, injecting things like giants in there that's manipulating how we how we get down and whatnot. And and so I so I guess and 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 that thing that you said it was a scripture you said, and then I'm gonna fall back. You said, uh, "Be careful how you entertain strangers." For you may be entertaining angels unaware. So again, we're talking about human form because, you know, strangers, you know, I'm just assuming that strangers that you were speaking about were in human form. So are these fallen angels still walking around in human form, um, injecting their influence and stuff like that? Um, and, I'll, and I'll just fall back. But that's, that, that was my question. That was like two or three questions, amen. <laughs> hey, hey now, I got excited. <laughs> I love this discussion. <laughs> amen, amen. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go to the second question, the second question first. And um, the fallen angels, uh, I believe that they are they are of course disembodied spirits and so they are they are around looking for a, a, a human form that they can what I want to say that they can take control over and work through so I, I do believe that they can take up residence in a person because that's when a person does become possessed by you know you hear people say oh they were possessed by the by the devil well in order to be possessed i believe that 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 um that fallen angel or that spirit has to take up possession in that person to be effective so i do believe that they are roaring around and they are actually in bodies that have been willing and opened up a portal for them to reside in. They could. I don't think they could operate uh, without a body. It's just like we're. It's just like God taking over our bodies. You know, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have a spirit in us, and so those that have not accepted the Holy Spirit can be possessed by a demonic spirit. Amen. Did, did that answer your question for that one? Well, well, well yeah, exactly, because I was saying, like, you know, because um, we use the word disembodied a lot, and, and what we forget about is, like, what you just said is, like, they disembodied when they come here, but then they find a body to go into, and so we, don't, we could be sitting, sitting beside any, some, somebody in our churches or in our jobs or whatever, you know, or our neighbors or whoever, any one of them could be a fallen angel because, like you said, they hide inside of human bodies, you know, and that's that's kind of that's kind of scary, you know. Like when I'm walking down the street, how many fallen angels did I just walk by? Amen, and and that's true. And I told you, I always attribute these movies on TV to to some form of reality. And there was a movie way back in the day called They Live or They Live Amongst Us, and that you could only see that they were aliens if you had these special glasses on, and then you were able to see, ooh, that's one of them. And I believe that's what we encounter daily. Oh. I believe that sometimes, sometimes when I walk by a person, 
it feels like the hairs on, my, on the back of my neck stands up. I know that that's something really evil about that person, and that person is not right. You see? That's, that, that's, that explains why people just hate you for no reason sometimes. You be like, don't even why? know you, don't even, never seen you before, but as soon as you say hello, they got an attitude. You're like, wow. Exactly. Because that devil know who you are. Exactly. 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 Wow. Amen. Thanks, y'all. Listen to this conversation. Amen. So when you walking out there, you could have just you could have walked past ten devils just to get to the corner store. Mm. Amen. Amen. And so the 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 answer to the other question um, is going to make me think a little bit because. Um, I did read somewhere at one time that, um, of course, we know that after after the flood, that all of these these Nephilims were supposed to be, you know, drowned and and taken out. Um, but then Second Peter, um, what Peter two and five uh, states that all of the ungodly were wiped out in Noah's flood. And then in Genesis, we we will read that it confirms that all humanity and all of those creatures associated with the humanity, except for those on the ark, were killed, right? Amen. And so it is common for us to think that the Nephilim did not survive during that um, catastrophe, but... Because they was kind of part human, so they needed to breathe air and angels. So I would think that that they were murdered... now, you know, I, mean, I, I use the word murdered. <laughs> they were murdered uh, and killed with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would think, you know, so how do they show up again? Genesis, or Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, three books later. And I don't well, know the time, time concept that's going on between those three books, between Genesis and Numbers, but how do they show up again? Um, and um, Anik, and Anik was the uh, the tribe. Anik was where all these giants came from, and and they were going throughout the earth. And whoever wanted to take over country hired Anik because they had giants, and and they would just, you know, just run through stuff. They were just running things, you know. So so my question was like, you know, if all of them were wiped out in the book of Genesis, that they starting up again because because keep in mind that these the, the demons did not die in that flood. You know, so did they start up again, or how did those giants get here again if he killed them all in the flood? Is these is these um, fallen angels up to no good again? Okay, so listen to this, because I have read on that earlier, and we're going totally, because <laughs> some people are probably online like, what are they talking about? But listen. Um, for, I, I'm saying, for, we're speaking about fallen angels. Right, and, and this, right. This, this is true, true. But listen, it, um, it says that post-flood Nephilim is that sons of God distinct from those who went to the daughters of humans before the flood, went to the daughters of humans born after the flood. So if the sons of God were fallen angels, then these fallen angels are in addition to the ones who were locked up in the abyss as a result of them having sexual relations with human females before the flood. So the abyss would contain two sets of fallen angels, 
those who had violated human women before the flood and those who had violated human women after the flood. If the sons of God were human males, this interpretation would imply that God had commanded the sons of Shem and or Jephthah not to have sexual relations with the daughters of Ham and or Canaan. The violation of this command evidently would have produced a second generation of Nephilim. So he's saying that they just did it again. Mm-hmm. The second appearance of the Nephilim seems much more limited than the first because it was a smaller Hebrew nation, and especially to David and the mighty men. The first few post-flood Nephilim were completely exterminated. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Wow. So, yeah. The power, the power of God. Hallelujah. Two sets, because one says the sons of God and the other says the sons of men, then it says children of God and children of men. What, what, we, what we do know is both sets were giants right. and whatnot. And, and so they were, they were extraordinary strength and whatnot. Don't know how tall they were, is, are, and whatnot. But that, that should have stopped or whatnot, you know, or, or didn't stop because... You know, we are seeing different things. Like when people talk about angels, they talk about how their height a lot, how tall they are a lot. And, 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 you know, so when we see people on the planet Earth, these tall people and whatnot, you know, the tallest man alive and, and different things and stuff like that, you wonder in the seed, was the seed passed on? Because if they were in, from the tribe of Anak, they, these were humans and whatnot, which were giants because of the angels or whatever. So humans carry cells and see, uh, um, seed and stuff like this. So I'm wondering, did they pass that demonic uh, fallen angelic seed? In, you know, even though they were destroyed, utterly destroyed, did they pass that seed somewhere? You know, because a seed can be dormant and just mutate to something else because, you know, it's said that certain species could be living underground could be under the water, mm-hmm. um, you know, different different planets or whatever. But like, you know, um, and, and and being that we talking about um, fallen angels and stuff like that, the different species that we have not yet seen because we cannot go to because we can only go so far underwater without the pressure crushing our bodies um, or crushing our submarines. You know, submarines got a, a certain level that they can only go to before the water pressure crushes them. So we, we, we can't see that, but for some reason the fish can go deep as they want to. And, 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 I, would, and I would say the same um, in under the ground and something like that. So, you know, so my, I don't even know if it's a question now. I'm just, I'm just saying because, like, they, they, they appeared on earth a second time, and then you said they were, destru- they, they were defeated and whatnot. But, again, just like when the, um, the demons went into the pigs and the pigs fell over the cliff, uh, all that meant was like the demon said, "Okay, we gotta go somewhere else now." Mm-hmm. So that that's the danger in these fallen angels and stuff like like that, you know. And and, and I got one more quick question. Then I'm gonna shut up because I get it. This is my favorite subject. That's why I said I had to get to your class tonight. I love this. I love this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my question is like free will. When, when we talked about angels and whatnot and these fallen angels and stuff like that, um, having free wills and whatnot. 
what's to stop if angels have free will? And when I'm talking about the fallen angels and the elect, you know, those that, you know, kept God's, um, you know, will or whatever, what's to stop this um, thing from playing out over and over again if when we die and go to heaven, we still have free will? What's to stop us from doing that stuff all over again? And the angels, what's to stop them from um, playing this whole thing out all over again? You know, if we have free will, if that was the thing that, um, you know, set everything crazy. And and now I'm shutting up. That was my only question. That's it. Okay. So you're asking if once, once we make it to heaven and we have free will, that we'll have free will there? Is that what you're saying? You're asking what would stop us from having our free will there? Um, what, what, no, I'm saying, like, not what would stop us from having it. I'm saying if we have free will or if the angels specifically have free will, what would stop the angels from replaying what just happened again, rebelling with pride and getting kicked out of heaven again and we, and we replaying this whole scenario all over again? If, if God gave his angels free will, what's to stop them from replaying that? over again and and us again as well like as spirits when we come up there in the, in, the, in the new bodies or whatever what's to stop us if we have free wills as well okay now this is not set in stone this this is the holy spirit speaking through me that's going to answer this question so Amen. i advise anybody to research and if i'm wrong um correct me but um, the, the the angels before, okay, they were already in this paradise. They were already in this paradise with God. That's all they knew. This is common nature to them. And so when, when those that wanted to become, you know, rebellious and overtake his authority were cast out down to a place that was dark, null, and void, and then he created man, so now they're, you know, their job now is to to get as many as they can to go with them, of course, because they know that they're going to hell. But we were created here, and our and 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 once we sinned, okay, then we had um, we of course we had to go through our trials, our tribulations. We had to wait for our Messiah, who was our Savior, who came. So I think all of those things made a difference. Now we're working towards the goal of getting to that paradise that we know nothing about, that they've already been a part of. The ones that were going to be rebellious, they've already been cast out. They're not gone. The ones that are left said, mm, I don't want to be like that, so I'm not following them. So even though I got free will, I choose to serve God. I choose to obey. And so when, when we get there, because we've been through so much of our struggle with sin and our human nature, and then we've been corrupted, when, when we get to heaven, we're going to be there with holy, angel, holy angels, and they're without sin. They're without a sinful nature. And of course, we will be without sin. And so at this time, I don't think we're going to be inclined towards any type of sin or any type of rebellion because we're so happy to get there. We're so happy to be in the presence of the Lord that all we're thinking about is righteousness and doing that which pleases God. So I think that in conclusion of that, that the holy angels have a free will 
but they're not going to sin. And so once we get there, we're without sin, so we're not going to sin either. So we're not going to have to worry about it being a repetitive thing because once the devil and his angels have been cast to hell, that's their eternal place, and that's the end of that. Amen. Amen. And it is so. Thank you, Lord. It sounded uh, good to me. It, it sounded good, Holy Spirit. Was that right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. How good to be, Lord. Hey. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Um, I I believe that that would be so because just as the angels saw what happened to the third of angels that were rebellious, we will see what will happen to the people that get thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. So, you know, once we make it to heaven, we're just gonna be like like those angels that 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 are there with the Lord. We're gonna be just so happy. And we're going to know that's just where we want to be. We're not going to want to be anywhere else but with the Lord. Amen. Yes, and it's God. unfortunate because the third, those third of angels were deceived by Satan. Amen. Satan convinced them to follow, to follow him. They were deceived by Satan. And, and can you imagine what they're thinking? I mean, they're walking around this earth, and, and they, had the, they had the best of the best of the best. And then they got deceived by Satan, and they know where they're going to spend their eternity. They know. So they're okay. miserable walking around here on this earth thinking, why did I do that? Look what I could have had, but look what I got to look forward to. So they're in a miserable state. Yeah, because remember, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he did. That's what he did when he was in heaven. He took those. He deceived people. He, I mean, he deceived the angels, the, um, the ones who believed him, followed him. He deceived them just the same way that he deceived uh, Eve. The same way that he deceived Eve. That's what he does. Deception. Amen. And so I just want to reiterate the scripture that um, the, the 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 gentleman mentioned. Um, about the, the, the demon going into the pig, the scripture about the, the legion, the demons, there was like so many demons in that one man. Well, yes, God. demons, um, fallen angels, they're demons, same thing. Um, they do have to occupy a living being. And if you notice in that scripture, um, those particular demons drove that man into solitude. Um, the, the man that those demons occupied, they, they drove him into solitude. Remember, he had so much strength that nobody could bind him. Mm. So it, it drove him into solitude. Like he was literally living in a cave and he was scratching, like, scratching himself on rocks. You know, I did some research in, into that particular scripture just a few days ago, so it's interesting. That's the reason why I got on this call. I was like, hmm, I, I, I want to, you know, get on this call because I have been studying this a few days ago. Um, right now. So when Jesus came, was, was passing by this particular man that was full of these demons, if you notice, the demons begged Jesus not to torture them. Mm. And it's not that he would torture them per se, like physically torture the demon. What they meant by is if you cast me out of this person back into the abyss, mm. Satan, my master, is going to torture me because they have to, they are ordered by Satan. These demons, these fallen angels are ordered. They have an order. 
Satan is their master, that they have to always continue to occupy a being, and that being, there's that living being, that person is supposed to be taken to hell with them. That is their whole mission. They want to take as many people as they can to hell when it's time for Satan to be bound up in hell. That is their whole mission. So if, he, if these demons are cast back into the abyss and they show up without a live body, they didn't take a spiritual uh, human being with them, Satan would torture them. That's what they meant. So that's why they asked to go into the pigs. Now mm. notice, if, them, those, if those demons said, Jesus sent me into a flock of lambs, do you think that Jesus would allow that to happen? No. Notice. It just so happened to be a, a, a herd of pigs. Pigs are the most unclean animals on this earth. So he sent the unclean spirit into unclean creatures, if you notice. That's why he, he agreed to send them into the pigs. And as soon as they went into the pigs, they drove the pigs down into an embankment and drowned them. So when they did show up, they, show, they, you know, they had that life, that life of that pig. So they went, that was their way. That was the demon's way of not being tortured by Satan. That was their way of trying to protect themselves from what Satan would do to them for not and, going and with you, that person. And if you look at it like the CDC eyes, it'd be like uh-huh. an infection. Like demons, you know, the, the people who got demons them are infections and they can't come into heaven with that infection. So it seems like they, like you said, like they go on trying to infect the majority of the can't connect. Because the way I, I would look at it, like from the fallen angels' perspective, if I can get them to do the same thing that I did, maybe I can get a chance to get back up into heaven. So, so he, so he says, if I can turn them, like with the fall of man, they, you know, he said they, they were created beings just like I was created beings, and he's saying that they did the same thing I did. They rebelled against God. He says, so how do they get a second chance and I don't? So I'll just, and, and keep in mind that the devil is an accuser of the brethren. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to keep accusing them, keep accusing them, and, and, and keep messing up his people until he has to say, well, you know what? Y'all did the same thing. Come on back home. Come on. And that's what I'm thinking that he's hoping, but that's not going to work like that. That's a very yeah, yeah, that's a, I think that's a good analogy. I, I think of it like this. Angels are created beings, and though they have free will, um, and, and of course these particular angels, a third of them were deceived by Satan, um, they still had a choice. And with us, with, with, with people, I, God loved all of his creation, but... And Pastor um, Monica, you can correct me if I'm wrong. What is our position as people created by God compared to the angels created by God? I'm asking you because I don't want to speak out of error. Our position as people created by God in relation to the angels. Well, we are inferior to the angels. Um, they're, they're superior to us, yet they are inferior to God, you know, meaning that they have, they have powers that we, will, that we can't even fathom or, or possess, um, intelligence that we couldn't even begin to reach. 
And so compared to the angels, we are, we are, we are inferior. So we would be weaker. Mm-hmm. So I think, to me, I believe that's the reason why the angels don't get a second chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, knew, they knew so much better. Right. Because we are the weaker beings in the way that we were deceived by Satan. That's the reason why God had to send his, his son. So it's home for us. Mm-hmm. But the angels, because they're more superior than us, they're more, their intelligence, you know, the way that God created them, they knew better. So they literally, I don't, you know, I believe for us it was more of a deception than for them it was more of a choice. You know, even though they were still deceived by Satan, but it was more of a choice. Like they just knew better. They knew better. They knew better because they were already in paradise. They were already right. We're trying to get there. All right now. And and who who was that on the phone? Who is that? Which sister is that of mine? Oh, this this is Anissa Reed. Ah, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. You and she said something very profound, Brother Dean. She said that unclean spirits were looking for, and he cast them into an unclean thing. And so uh, I, I liken that to a, a lot of, like, with, with, even with mental illness. When you work with mental illness and somebody is in a full-force episode, they get extra human strength. You can be 97 years old, and when you're in one of those episodes, you have extra human strength. And so I believe, and, and, and when she said an unclean spirit going into an unclean thing, and that's why I always reiterate that, that we have to confess our, our sins and we have to make sure that we're clean because any little opening, any little portal for them to seep in there and get in there can cause them to take over your body. So, no, they can't possess a true Christian. Just because I say I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm a Christian, and therefore I can be sitting in church and be possessed by the devil because I'm an unclean thing, mm. allowed an unclean spirit access. So true. Amen. Wow. And I believe that this is what the Bible talks about, the wolves and sheep's clothing and the false prophets, and these are people who are possessed by these things. Now, now the Bible did say that today um, we have dominion over them. Um, we're in... You know, we can walk on serpents and, and, and scorpions and put them under our feet, and they shall not hurt us. And we have authority over them. So I, I know that kind of making them feel some kind of way that they, we kind of did the same thing that they did, but we have authority over them. And, but, but those that's not in the knowledge of our authority, we, we, are, we are getting um, harassed by them because of, of we don't know the knowledge of who we are when the Bible says we are destroyed because of uh, the lack of knowledge or we hate knowledge and whatnot. But when we, when we start studying demonology and these angels and stuff like that and find out, you know, um, that we actually have power over them 
and whatnot, that, that kind of upsets them. So they, they are almost like spies. Like they hide in these different bodies, like in our churches. They, they are infiltrating churches today and whatnot. When the Bible speaks about, it seems like, you know, uh, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. They have infiltrated pastors and apostles and prophets and evangelists and whatnot and, 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 and creating havoc in the churches and stuff like that. You know, so like they're still among us, it seems like these fallen angels, but, but you know, like, like, um, like the pastor was saying, it's, it's funny how they, they just say, okay, I'm going to get inside the bodies and work my work and whatnot. So if they're doing that on the planet Earth, and whatnot, still, just like they did with the giants. They said, well, I don't need giants no more because I can just go into people and make them do what I want to do. It seems that it would behoove us not to know our power and our discernment, like our detectors, where they can detect us right away. Like you walk by people and they say, I can't stand her, or I can't stand her, I mean, and just get evil, and you never met them in your life. They can smell that holiness on you. They can smell that godliness on you. So I, I would think, it, you know, it would hold us like now we're studying our angels to pray for discernment so we can, we can sniff them out in our congregations and in our prayer groups and prayer lines and whatnot because, you know, this is, this is a life. They after our life and whatnot, you know, they, they, you know, they are real and they are still doing, doing what they do and stuff like that in the churches. Um, they don't care if you go to church. They don't care if you preach. They, they, they care if you're living right. And whatnot. So I, you know, I, I see this thing as dangerous when people don't know this knowledge. That's why. I, that's why I think the call. This class was so important tonight that I definitely want to call into because, you know, people need to hear about this stuff that they are literally walking on this planet Earth in human bodies, and whatnot. Be careful how you entertain strangers, like like the pastor was saying, because you might be entertaining strangers, uh, angels unaware, not just the good ones. But but some of these because a lot of the good angels walked on the planet Earth too. So guess what, Sarah, you gonna get pregnant? That was an angel, or or Jacob was wrestling with one. And he said, I ain't gonna let you go till you bless me. So they do have human forms too, you know. So the good news, I guess, in this conversation too is like the the um, the good angels are walking around in human bodies too, and some of us see them when we um, um I think I heard you the pastor talk about um. When you was in a life or death situation, you actually saw one in human form. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right at at the you know my car accident. Like I said, you know I'm in the middle of the highway. If anyone's in Georgia and you know where 20 is, I'm in the middle of the highway when my my vehicle had uh, flipped and sliding down the highway. And as soon as I was like, you know, Lord, is this, is this truck ever going to stop? And as soon as the truck stopped, because mind you, I couldn't stop it because I'm laid over on the seat. I can't move. And as soon as it stopped, there was a man at the door, um, opened the door, and I, I remember just saying, you know, God help me, God help me. And he said, don't worry, he is. I don't know where that man came from. I don't know where that man went afterwards. Never saw him again. All he did was assure me that God was going to help me. Wow. And um, I also wanted to say, you know, before we close out, that you you both made some really valid um, points right there. Number one, and really, you know, I told you we become we become victims of quoting something just because it's cliche. You know, I know who's and who I am. I know my worth, but do we really? Because once we realize 
who we are and whose we are, and we realize our worth and the, and the authority that has been given to us through the blood of Jesus Christ, then we're able to walk in that and do what the Bible says that we can do. And it's become, um, it, it, you know, now that, that we'll say the words, but we don't really know. And we don't really exercise that authority, and we don't really use it because any little thing can come amongst us, and we become fearful, again, with your teachings on um, fear and intimidation. But then again, um, because, because of who we are and recognizing who we are, we can begin to fight off these spirits. But see, when we don't recognize, they already know that we don't recognize. And that gives them even more power. The thing about the devil and the third of his angels is they're always working, and they work together. It's not like us churches. We're split. You know, we can't come together and unite on anything. We've always got to fight and bicker and pull apart. But the devil and his angels are working together, and working together, they have more power. And when they've been given their assignments, like I said earlier, they don't worry about what your assignment is over here. I've been given this order, as the sister said earlier, and I've been given this assignment, and I'm going to focus on this, and I'm going to be the master of this. But see, in our churches, we're too busy worrying about what Sister Cranberry over here is doing and Brother, Brother Popcorn that we can't even do what we're supposed to do. Or we're so jealous at their assignment that we don't even want to do ours now because we feel like their assignment is higher than what ours was. So once we can come together and we can focus on what we're supposed to be doing and we can have power to defeat the enemy. Now, because his, his theme is working together. Pastor, about division, because we're more divided in the world today, um, not even just in church. Look at mm-hmm. race against rent, race against race, cops against civilians, and, and then you have uh, the polit- political parties against the political parties, and it's just division all throughout the earth right now. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. If you don't believe that, you better believe it. He's coming soon. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been an awesome study. I'm I'm enjoying the Q&A session. I love it. I thank you, my sister, for calling in. Please call in, you know, for the future um, broadcasts that we'll be having as well. I will. I'm sorry because I was going to call in last week and I I forgot. I, I missed it. I realized that after it was over, I was like, oh, my goodness. So I made sure I was checking all the way from um, yesterday. (laughs) I was checking. Well, it was um, available on podcast, so I don't know if you got that information, but you can go back on the podcast and listen to the first one on angels, and and that was more or or less debunking the myths about angels flying around with little wings and little, you know, little halos and playing a harp. (laughs) You know, I wanted let everybody know that's not what our angels are. And, in fact, you know, when the Bible talks about angels, our angels are fighting. They're warriors. They're, they're, I can see angels with swords and shields. You know, hey, that's my, that's my child. I'm, I'm protecting her. You can't touch her. I got my sword and my shield drawn, so they're protecting us from the enemy. So it's a battle. So you can't be some cute little chubby thing with wings flying around playing a harp when you're in a battle. 
That's right. I know that's right. <laughs> so, right. you know, wow. everybody. So I can get the podcast on the website, right, because I, I, I have Android. My phone is Android. So, but I can, you said the podcast is also available on your website? Yeah. What um, – I'll post them. I always post them both. You can go to the the website, which is www.myscarsministry.com, and in there, um, that's the actual My Scars Ministry website. There's an archived Bible study section. If you click on that, you can hear all of the Bible studies. So I still do it both ways. I still put it on there like that, and then it's available on iTunes podcast. Um, you'll just have to subscribe to Scars Talk with Pastor Monica, but it's available both ways. And then okay. I, I will, I do post them in the group and on my page as well. Okay, thank you so much. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this evening's Bible study. You're welcome. God bless you. Anyone else with any questions or comments before we close out tonight? Okay, well, God bless you all. Again, if you need to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook under um, Monica K. Harris, that's K-A-Y-E. Also, the website, again, is www.myscarsministry.com. I'm on LinkedIn under Monica K. Harris. um, You can follow me on Twitter at MyScarsMinistry. The podcast is Scars Talk with Pastor Monica, available on iTunes. Also, we have Scars Talk radio show that hosts um, right now. It's monthly. We have an upcoming episode that should be airing on July 18th. This month we're going to be um, featuring topics on domestic violence, and we're going to have a a uh, guest speaker on, she's a domestic violence overcomer and a domestic violence advocate here in the state of Georgia. It'll be a great interview and another great show. Again, that's Scars Talk with Pastor Monica on iTunes. You can go on there and subscribe, and you'll be alerted to any time there's a new podcast on there as well. So if there are no other questions or comments, Brother Dean, I'm going to ask you if you would pray us out, please. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you even now on tonight, God, asking God that you pour back into the teacher, God, amen, virtue, amen to God, hallelujah, amen, as she poured into us, amen to God, amen, that the seed will fall on good ground to all of the hearers, God, amen, not by power nor by might, God, but by your spirit, amen, that there be no backlash, and no retaliation for the teaching that she poured into us on tonight. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever in Jesus' name. And somebody said amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, be blessed. I love you all. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Hallelujah.